Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Single Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Candace Rosenberg. You can follow our community on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at the Single Parenting Podcast. If you would like to be a guest on our show and or have topics you would like to hear, contact us via email at thesingleparentingpodcast at gmail.com. We have a very special guest in the studio today. I hope you enjoy the show. So today we have Narcissist Survivor back on our podcast as a follow-up to the very first podcast that we did. So if you missed that, be sure to uh, check it out. It's very informative about uh, narcissists and their personality traits and a lot of other great information. I'm so glad to have you back on. It's been a little a little while, but I'm looking forward to chatting with you today. How have you been? I have been well. Thanks, Candice. Thanks for having me back. I really enjoyed the first time, and uh, I'm sure today's going to be great as well. Definitely, definitely. Well, since then, something has come up, and um, I thought maybe we could chat about something that I just went through with a narcissist um, and to explain to our community that it can happen to any of us and it can happen more than once and it just happened to me again unfortunately absolutely absolutely i met this guy and um i met him through social media and he lives in my area and uh, we started talking and one of the very first questions i asked him was do you have a girlfriend? I hate to have to ask that, but you never know in today's society. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, he didn't have a girlfriend. So we got together and we um, started dating and things moved very quickly, like way quicker than I'm used to moving. But he was telling me all the things I wanted to hear. And he was telling me because he had seen a lot of the stuff that I do on social media and he had seen some of my posts with, you know, my exes. Um, I had been in an abusive relationship um, and I had dealt with narcissism in my past. And so um, we started dating and he was telling me everything I wanted to hear. And um, so I was falling for him very quickly, but all along the way, I kind of felt there was just something off. And we, you know, the very first disagreement that we got in, he literally just was on his phone and got up and left. Just just walked Mm. out. Mm. And this was 9 o'clock at night on a Saturday night. And this was also the weekend that my child was out of town, so it was my weekend to have a good weekend. So that was like a warning. Like that, to me, was like, why did he leave? Like, most people don't just leave in the middle of a disagreement, do they? No. <laughs> right. No, you could, uh, <laughs> you could, I'm taking notes because um, we're okay. basically having a, a session. Okay. And I'm going to, I, I've, I have about 11 red flags marked off already so okay so i'll continue just, telling you, you the story just keep telling so, yeah and i will uh I'll, I'll address everything at the end 
when he left, I said, if you're going to get upset about this and you're going to leave, you might as well not come back because my daughter's father walked out of her life. He knew this. This is not something that you do, you know, to somebody that has been hurt that way before. And granted, that was six years ago. I've healed. But there's just certain things you don't do, I feel like, especially when he knew the situation. Um, we had talked about, like, you know, would, would, could he, you know, adopt Georgia one day? And we were going to be a family. And he, wow. ha- he has a, six, a six-year-old daughter, too. He brought his daughter over here. We let our kids play together. Eventually, we told him we were boyfriend or girlfriend. I went to his parents' house. Um, and then, you know, throughout the relationship, he was – he's also in construction. And I, myself – you know, renovate, flip, build houses. So I understand it. And he told me that he he just started a new partnership and that he was working a lot and he was building this um, new office and he was working late at night and he had a lot of travel going on too. So he was, so I was being supportive. I get it when you're, I get it as a business owner. Like I totally was supportive of that, but he was working a lot. He was working on New Year's Day. He was working all the time. And so I was being supportive. Well, then we got into another disagreement. Same thing happened. We were talking about our, we were talking about going out. And I was saying, I don't like to go to festivals all day long. I don't want to be in an environment where I, where I'm going to have to drink because it's not good for me. Um, I don't, I'm not I don't think it's good for anybody to go out drinking all day long, but I know my limits and I know that that's not what I want to do. It's not what I need to be doing either, but he got upset because I had said, I mean, I'll go, but I only want to go for like maybe two or three hours. I don't want to go for the whole day. And he blew up at me. Don't put a time limit on it. If I want to go to a festival from 12 o'clock to 10 o'clock at night, I'll go. And he gets up. And he's like, he's leaving again. I'm like, wait, are you, are you leaving like again? Like, are you really going to walk out on me? He walked out. So, okay. So this is twice. Now, let me tell you the very first time I just knew something wasn't right, but I had a few drinks. Okay. So I thought maybe it was me. Maybe I was, maybe it was me. I don't know. Cause I had a few drinks this time happened again. We had a couple drinks, but it wasn't, neither fight was bad. It wasn't bad enough to where he would need to walk out, but he did. Again, it was around 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night, he left. So back and forth, back and forth, he would send me these texts, and he'd just be like, um, you know, I, I've had some time to think about it, and you are what I want, and I'm sorry. And, you know, sometimes this, you know, he, he told me he was abused as a child. And um, Oh, just ha- hang on. I, I just. <laughs> I'm writing so fast, Candace. Okay, I wow. Okay, just a sec. I know okay. it's not funny, but I'm just like, oh, so much. It, you know what? It, it at some point in time, it is funny because it it's once we're able to take a step back and like look at it, it's it it becomes ridiculous, and you just have to laugh. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so child abuse. Okay. So he was abused and he told me that, you know, um, his dad would beat him and he would tell him he wasn't smart and, and, and quite honestly, he wasn't that smart, but he was, he wasn't, (laughs) (laughs) but here's the thing. He, he owned his own construction company. 
I'm in construction. I like dating people who are in my industry. He had a kid. He told me all the other things he was willing to work on. He was good looking. I mean, okay, so I'm okay with that. Like, if you're not that, like, as long as you're out there and you would tell me he's working hard and all this stuff. And so, um, so, so after the second disagreement, I was like, this is crazy. Like, what is going on? And, you know, he would tell me he was, he was willing to go to church. And, you know, he asked me, like, what's your number one thing in, in, in your, you know, what you want? And I said, I want a godly man. I want to know that you're going to be that person. Like, you're going to go to church and go with me and take off Sundays. And, like, you know, because he worked all the time, okay? He was working, quote, unquote, all the time. So I said, I want to know that, you know, we can have these days with our kids and we can raise them right and we can do this. And yes, 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 yes. So he came back and he was like, I've had some time to think, you know, I want to be the man that you want to be, you, you, you know, that, that I know I can be. I've just always needed a woman to help me to get there. Now, also, wow. listen to this. He would tell me, Candace, you can trust me. My word is my is is everything my father and i should have known better my father taught me that your word is your word but yet i didn't put two and two together because his father is also the one that beat him the same father that said he was stupid and used to beat him yeah i and i did i'm i'm just grasping it right now okay i'm yeah. gra- and, mm-hmm. you know my word is my word you can ask anybody i you know, I was married for eight years, and I never once stepped down on her. I was faithful. I went to, uh, I tried to get her to go to counseling. We were just growing apart. I didn't want it to end. Um, he would say, you can ask anybody. Um, I'm not the kind of guy that, I don't have one night stands. I like having a girlfriend. I want to be able to come home to somebody every night. He would tell me all these things, <laughs> okay? And then yep. at the very end, Last week, we got back together again, and we have been sexual, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I don't normally sleep with people, period. I, I mean, I sleep with them at some point down the road if we're in a yep. relationship, but I go out with most people that I go out with, I don't sleep with them. But he, but he told me, like, we're together. Like, we're going to make this happen. Like, I care about you so much. And, and so I did it. I, I did. I slept with him. I just, you know, I mm-hmm. felt like I felt this comfort that I could do that. So we, so we did start sleeping together. And so then we would get back together. And then we, you know, would have sex. And then, and then we'd have another blowout or whatever. And um, mm-hmm. then, you know, and, and mind you, we, we started dating – I think I said it wrong on uh, the Instagram story, but we started dating right before Christmas, okay? So, um, not that long. So, not that long. So, things were back and Mm -hmm. forth, and he would just tell me, like, he's never had anybody love him this way before, and yada, 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 yada. So, on Friday, I just, something was in my gut, and I was just like, we can't do this anymore. We are on completely different pages. And then he wrote me back, like, you know, trying to get back together with me. And then on Saturday, this past Saturday, I wrote him back a really long text message. And it was very heartfelt. It was like, mm-hmm. we're on, we have different priorities. 
these are my priorities, these are your priorities, you know, it's just not working. I, I think you're a good man with a good heart. We just don't have the right priorities. And I, you know, I want the best for you. And I've been praying for us. And I was like, and I think, you know, God wants you to know. And this is what I said to him. I said, and this is before I knew any of the stuff that I'm getting ready to tell you. I said, I think God wants you to know that you're not living your best life and that you're not putting your priorities where they need to be and your little girl needs you and you're not putting her first and you're hanging out with people that are not going to ever help you learn how to be a better father or a better businessman or even a better man of God and you have to you have to if you say you want something different in your life you have to be willing to take a good hard look at it and change things even though they might be uncomfortable I swear to you I said all this before I found out Mm -hmm. Monday morning Mm -hmm. I get a text mm-hmm. from him, and he says, I know now more than ever the man that I need to be. I wish you would have stuck by my side. I wish you would be there for me. There's an event on Friday. I'd like for you to go, but you probably won't. Yada, yada, yada. And so I got it. You know, I I, I did feel something for it. I'm not going to lie, okay? Mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. But, I, but I knew something in my gut wasn't right. Well, an hour later... I get a, I get a message from this girl. Oh, says, "Are you dating so and so?" And I said, "Why do you ask?" And she says, mm-hmm. "Because I've been dating him too since November, and we've been in a committed relationship." And I said, "Oh, when did you break up?" And she said, "Yesterday." And I said, "Oh." Well, yeah, as a matter of fact, we've been dating since before Christmas. And she Mm -hmm. said, oh, we started talking. She sent me all of the screenshots. Every Mm -hmm. single thing he was telling me, it was like verbatim. He was telling her he wanted to build a life with her. He was telling her, like, he wanted to know if she was going to be there for him and his daughter. He was telling her everything, how much he cared about her, how much he was willing to change for her. And, and she, you sound and, so surprised. I mean, I didn't know he was... Listen to this. Not only was he in a relationship with her, but she found out mm-hmm. he was in a relationship with another girl and she just found a fourth one. Right. This is what they do, though. And only people who don't know about narcissism are truly surprised by this. The only thing they change is the person that they're with. We are interchangeable. We don't mean anything to them. They use the same lines, the same tricks, the same everything. They they just change the person that they're with. The guy you're describing is, um, you call that a somatic narcissist, and those are the ones who are out there sleeping around with multiple women. Um, very, very common. The, the crude term for these guys is, um, quote-unquote, fuckboy. Because they're, that's what they're out there doing. They're 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 serial cheaters, serial daters, and they just use the same hooks that work for a certain type of of you know situation, person, relationship. They just recycle their 
their lines and what they do over and over and over again because it works for them. Mm -hmm. Even Mm -hmm. if it's only for a short period of time, you know, like a few months like you before you figured it out. Um, And I just got to say, good for you, Candice, for figuring it out because that's what doing your work means. When you are finally at that place where, you know, you've gotten over your past awful relationship, this doesn't mean you're never going to run into another narcissist again in your life chances are pretty good that you're going to run into several more. But the difference is going to be that you're going to recognize it and you're going to be able to end it with much less damage than you took the first time. Yeah, definitely. You know, I um, I have was in an abusive relationship, abusive narcissistic relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never was with, a narcissistic, a somatic narcissist, as you say, I've never, I've never dealt with this. I've never actually dealt with, with this, or I've never known about it, but right. I don't know. But so it was different. It wasn't like, um, it wasn't like some of the things that I've dealt with in the past, uh, because he wasn't, he wasn't necessarily being mean to me, even though the actions were, definitely what was was raising a red flag for me and mm-hmm. one of the things that um raised a really big red flag and which is why I was like no more was actually a uh um uh, an abusive he he threw something at me that seemed abusive to me emotionally abusive okay he told me that he was he he liked me because I was such a go-getter and you know he didn't want to have to take care of all these girls all they wanted them to him to do was take care of them and he wanted something he could build an empire with and build a family with and you know maybe we could do business one day together and all this stuff and then he told uh-huh. me you know Candace there's more to life than just working you know money's not going to make you happy you know, you, you say it's lonely at the top. Do you want to be here in another five years by yourself? And I thought, whoa. Uh, I said, excuse me? Like, um, mm-hmm. first of all, about the money thing, let's talk about that. Because mm-hmm. why are you putting me down for the work that I do? You You have no right to put me down for the things that I'm working on. Like, have you even ever asked me why I'm working so hard on all these things? I'm like, no, mm-hmm. you haven't. So that was the that was the first red flag that went off. Actually, I mean, besides him leaving, and he was always trust on his me, phone. that's not the first red flag. But but no. that was I mean, he literally said to you the opposite thing. He literally contradicted himself. Do you see? Like he, first he said. Mm. First, he said, oh, I don't want to take care of anybody. I want somebody to, to build an empire with blah, 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 which is exactly what you're doing. But right. then he's going to take that and turn it around and use it against you and make it something bad. That's what I mean. That's what they do. Yeah, it's it's like the bait and switch. You know, mm-hmm. first he says it's great what you're doing, mm-hmm. and then he's going to use whatever good traits that you have that he supposedly admires and thinks so highly of and he's going to use those same things to break you down and mm-hmm. make you think that everything you're doing is wrong. And that's how they do it. That's how they erode our self-esteem, our self-worth, our our careers. That's how they literally derail our lives. 
you know, I should have, I should have known, I should have known when I was, I was, I should have called you. (laughs) I was, um, I haven't been in a relationship with anybody like this in a very long time. Just so you know, I Mm -hmm. have healed myself and, um, I, I talk openly about, you know, being in an abusive relationship. Um, my daughter's father walked out on her life. Um, mm-hmm. and so, you know, I, so that's, you know, narcissism towards her, but, um, you know, I had not been in this, I hadn't dated anybody like this in forever. I've been dating really good guys, like decent mm-hmm. guys. I mean, uh, maybe not. I mean, no, they're good, decent people. Actually, I've dated some really good, decent people, and um, um, he 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 came in. He just it, it happened, and it, and it happened, and I I should have known because I was unhappy. I was unhappy. Mm-hmm. I was sad, and my daughter asked me, "Mommy, why are you so sad all the time?" Wow. And I just felt so bad for being so sad, and I I was. It was like I was looking at myself from out, from out, from out somewhere else. Like I was looking mm-hmm. from outer into me, going, "What are you doing? Why are you mm-hmm. doing this?" And I, I, I kept, I kept saying, "Candace, wake up! Like, what are you doing?" And then my, my, the other side of my mind would be like, "Well, maybe, you know, maybe." Maybe this is how relationships are. When you care about somebody and they tell you they need to work on things, you say, okay, well, let's work on them together because that's what normal people do. <laughs> this is what normal people do, but not right at the beginning of your relationship. Right. Okay? This is what people do after like 10 years. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, this is what happens when you are already in a relationship with with a partner. You're in a partnership with somebody and you're going through some hard times, like your house is being foreclosed on or you have a kid or, you know, somebody loses their job, like these high stress things. And if you decide and you're able to, as a couple, to work through those things together, those are the kind of things you're working on together. You're not working on somebody's mental health with somebody. Right. And I'm going to say this again. You are not working on somebody's mental health with them together. Get this out of your mind, ladies, once and for all. You cannot fix somebody else. You can only support the recovery that they are already choosing to do for themselves. If they are not choosing to do it, if they haven't figured out that they need to do it, if they're not, if they're not working on themselves kind of, you know, daily, I mean, let's face it, we all have stuff we can work on every day. Mm -hmm. If you're not working towards bettering yourself on your own anyway, what are you doing? Yeah. You cannot tell someone what they need to be doing with their lives. If you are dating a grown man and you have to tell him what he needs to be doing or he needs to look after his kid or be a more godly person or, or whatever it is, Oh, that's who he is. I know what it is. You know is. what I'm saying? Here's what it is. Here's what he. Here's what he would say. He'd say, "Candace, 
I am a good I am a good person with a good heart. Mm-hmm. I know I have my faults and I know I have my flaws, but so do you. You're not perfect either cuz he oh, knew. Cuz yes. he knew I I was healing from, you know, I had been hurt before. I didn't open up quickly like that he wanted me to open up quicker and he wanted me to know mm-hmm. he was there for me and he would say, but you know, you have a hard time letting people in and I'm here. <laughs> That's a favorite line. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. You have your flaws too. Yeah, but see, that's not something that you bring up and mention. And if a guy ever does bring that up and mention it to you, that you have flaws too when you're trying to have a conversation about, you know, something difficult, uh, that's a red flag right there. Yes, it is. It is a red flag. Hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow, I took so many notes. I um, this is how I do my sessions, basically, like exactly like this. You know, I I <laughs> I uh, I listen, I make notes, and then I kind of fire this all back to you. So I don't know. I guess that's kind of what we're doing today. Do you want to unpack some of this stuff? Definitely. Okay. Um, maybe I'll just start at the beginning. So you met this guy on social media. Um, that's where, uh, do you mind if I ask which one? Facebook. Okay. I haven't heard of that one. Facebook. But, um, oh, Facebook. I thought you said Spark. I'm no, like, what's Facebook. that? Some new thing <laughs> pop, popping yeah. up like every day. <laughs> um, they say that the top, um, there's three top apps for, um, you know, for that are, I don't know. You find a lot of narcissists there. Let's just put it that way. Um, Tinder, of course, is, you know, oh, um, yeah. the number one, right? Yeah. So um, social media, I mean, that's to me, I mean, I'm old school. I'm, you know, I'm over 30. So I, I don't, I'm not a fan of social media. I know a lot of people are doing it. But honestly, how many, you know, some people do get lucky, but I think that's few and far between. And 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 for my from my experience, guys are on there just looking for women to sleep with. They're not looking for a relationship. I I have often I have often found the same guys. I did a little experiment. My girlfriend and I actually, and she had signed up for a couple of um, paid dating sites. Three of them actually. And then we tried some of the free sites as well, and the same guys were on all the sites, whether it was, you know, Christian Mingle, honestly, and and some of it, down to Tinder. So you think you're, you think you're signing up for something, but, um, you know, just because a guy is spending a few dollars to be on a dating site doesn't mean that he's any any higher quality than somebody who's, who's out looking for stuff for free. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, it's I don't. To- I don't think dating sites are, I don't like dating sites um, for that reason, because um, I I don't have a problem meeting people at all. So I I feel like a lot of people are on there that have a problem meeting people or are lying about who they are. And I'm not saying everybody is, but I'm saying that's the majority of what I have found out at when I tried it, which was a while back. Facebook yeah, from your I experience. Use, yeah, I use Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and and all that for um for my businesses and for my, you know, personal life. So it just happened, you know, that he happened to yeah. be there and I met him through that unfortunately. But the thing is is that 
this is this is the bad thing and I'm gonna admit this I actually friended him and I am telling on myself right now because I did friend him because he was cute here's the thing when I you know was able to look through his pictures I saw this girl and I said I don't want to be friends with him so um so I decided not to so I was not his friend I got a friend request back from him like literally like maybe a week later and Mm -hmm. um I didn't accept it so six Mm -hmm. months down the road I was at the gym working out he sends me a message he says hey were you at the gym today and I said yeah I was and I was like you should have come and said hi you know because we're like, I know who this guy is now. It's, it's been mm-hmm, six months. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, well, you were talking to some guy and whatever. And so we started talking. And that's when I asked him, hey, by the way, do you have a girlfriend? Because, I, you know, I'm sorry to have to ask that, but you never know in today's society, LOL. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and he did. Mm-hmm. So that I guess, you know, no. There, yeah. I, I don't know what you say about that, but I've got bad taste and 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 sometimes bad judgment in men. But no, how how can you say that, Candace? You're not psychic, <laughs> exactly. and there's nothing wrong with you. And what? So what? You friend like you're a human being. You saw a cute guy. You didn't right. commit a crime. Right. You didn't rob a bank. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like we have to kind of let ourselves off the hook. Like human beings are kind of meant to be you know, interacting with other human beings. That's what we do. So why do we beat ourselves up so harshly when we make a mistake? All you did was make a mistake. Yes, you're right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. So that was my next red flag. Um, Promise me you will never ask a guy that question again. Do you have a girlfriend? Don't ask him? (laughs) No. Really? First of all, really. And I'll tell you why. First of all, um, if you've already seen pictures of other girls on his Instagram, just don't go there. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because chances are, you know, that's that's somebody that's important to him. You know what I'm saying? Um, the second thing is a guy that is dishonest is going to tell you no whether he has a girlfriend or not, as you have experienced. You asked him that question directly. But from what you told me, he had four of you on the go. Well, actually, I've asked a guy that before, and he told me, yes, he does have a girlfriend. So, they so why don't is he all... talking to you? Uh, uh, hello, let me tell you. Let me tell yeah. you. Before yeah. I met this yeah. guy, there was two of my friend's husbands that hit on me, as well as two yeah. guys that were in relationships that hit on me. And I was just so freaking disgusted and 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 upset and then I met this guy and I'm like oh you gotta be kidding me I mean I'm so far gone right now when it comes to dating that I I I was getting there I was so getting there but I'm Mm -hmm. just like I was at the gym working out yesterday and I was just like Like, and it's it's not their fault but it is their fault (laughs) It's, it's And it's our fault, too, you know, for accepting this crap that passes as, you know, relationships these days. You know what I mean? Like, no more. Like, honestly, it's better to be alone than to be in some kind of a situationship with somebody. You know what I'm saying? But back to the girlfriend thing. I mean, yeah, these guys can be married. They can be whatever. They're going to lie to you if that's what's going to get 
in your pants. Mm-hmm. And and by the reason that question is dangerous for you is because if the answer is no, you're going to stop thinking about it because you're going to trust that person. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you're not necessarily going to be open anymore to to seeing any more facts come at you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Normal people, when they have an interaction like that with somebody, so they sit, they ask a question, they get an answer to the question, they tr- they want to trust this person. So once that question is answered, they kind of leave it behind them. So it doesn't leave any more room for any more information to come at you about the same question because you're kind of over it. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why we can sometimes blow past red flags because we're treating this other person like they're we're treating this other person like we expect them to treat us the same but that's not what happens in a relation in a situation with with a, a predatory type individual they're not on the same level as we are we're telling them things we're giving them information we're being honest and we think we're getting that back but we're not what is happening is that that information is being put into their computer to be filed and cataloged so it can come at us later in ways that in ways that hurt us and harm us and we give them too much information and we give them too much information up front yeah we did a whole lot of talking yeah, and that that was I, I most of my next paragraph of notes here is is exactly about that. I wrote down the word quickly in big letters. You fell in really quickly. Um, he was telling you what you wanted to hear. That I hear that over and over. And do you know why that is? It's because you talked about every one of your hopes and dreams because you thought this was the guy. I understand and we all that, do how, that. But, but on the other hand, if it was a normal person and you were talking about your hopes, like how do you know? How do you how, I, I, like? Well, I, mean, I don't want to be closed up. I don't want to let. No, him... this is the thing. No, this is this is where women run into trouble. If something is going in such a hurry and and things are moving fast and quickly and you you are in like you know, you're in over your head almost right away, that's a red flag. If this is truly your soulmate, there's no rush. You do not have to fall in love quickly. You do not have to overshare. You do not have to tell him about your whole life, especially about things that hurt us, because that always comes back to bite us when we're when we're involved with some kind of psychopath, sociopath, narcissist. You shared with him that, or or he somehow found out about your abusive relationship in your past, and you know what? At some point in time, he's going to use that against you. And I get he's that. Gonna use, but unfortunately, yeah, he's going to use that to hurt you. Unfortunately, I'm very open about my past with my community, and I'm not willing to go back on that. So if they No, and that's out... not what I'm advocating at all, Candace. That's yeah. and and this is for this is for, you know, we're kind of doing this like in a more general way. Okay. Women <laughs> cannot yeah. share 
you're you're doing what you're doing. I'm doing what I'm doing. That's not like like being a public figure is kind of a little bit different than than if you're if you're trying to navigate your own personal relationship. Mm-hmm. So what I mean is women have to learn to stop talking so much. Mm-hmm. A guy that you're dating is not your girlfriend. He should not know your a stranger should not have access to your deepest, darkest secrets until you have determined at some point in time when you are actually in a committed monogamous relationship with this person that it's safe to start telling him small bits about your past and see how that goes each time. You know, I agree with that. And I used to not tell anybody about my past because I wanted to keep it I just kept it closed up. Um, but I didn't think that that was healthy either. But what I'm gathering And from, that's not what I'm talking about either. No, no, no. I'm not what talking. I'm, yeah. yeah. What I'm gathering from you, even for me uh, as a public figure, is what I did wrong is I, well, first of all, I was in a committed relationship way quicker than I thought I would have been. And in, even so, it was moving quicker than I was comfortable with but I let it yep. happen, and I know there's a lot of girls or guys that can fall into that trap and, and really mm-hmm. want it to happen quickly, but it was happening quicker than I than I really wanted it to, and I did feel a bit of a rush in my gut, but what I did uh, that I'm, I'm hearing from you is that I didn't wait long enough to talk about my past. I should have yeah. gotten to – he could have known, yeah, that's my past. I don't really get, I'm not going to really get into it. It is what yep. it is. I'm over it. I'm done. But not really get into that until, you know, a couple months down the road and then. Or longer. Or longer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Like you, you have to, as a woman in this dating climate that we find ourselves in, you can't go in and show like, like you 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 can't just show up like with your arms open and like your you know everything out there you you have to hold stuff back in order to protect yourself and and yeah like you said this is not the same those are two extremes that we're describing being so open and and telling everything right up front or not telling anything because we're so ashamed of our story or our past or what happened to us. Those those are two opposite ends of the spectrum. What we're talking about is some kind of middle ground and balance in your own life where you're your first priority. Your safety, your mental health, your well-being is dependent upon you not oversharing about your life and giving somebody information too soon when you don't know them well enough. You haven't determined who this person is. You haven't done your homework. You haven't known them long enough. Right. You haven't established you haven't established how safe this person is. You know, start small. Geez, tell him like your hamster died when you were five and you were devastated and, and see if that comes back at you in an argument. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, you know, I'm so glad that, um, that I, you know, this makes me just sick in my gut, but I'm so glad that I was able to recognize the signs and 
um, know something that was wrong in my gut because I think about like him around my daughter. Like what if, and, you know, I don't even want to go there, but like, I'm so the, glad you brought that the up kind of man that he is. And the fact is, is that I fell for him because he had a daughter, but he doesn't, he doesn't care because he's done all this to all these women and he still has his daughter. And I, it made me sick. It made me, I almost like vomited. I was so sick. It was just so. I am so glad you brought that up, Candice. That, that's something that I wanted to talk about since our last, um, our last show together. Ladies, I can't state this strongly enough. You do not have to involve your children in your dating life. And I get that. They were both girls and we were just moving quickly. And, you know, I don't normally introduce guys to my child, but it, yeah. it just, you know, it was like, oh, we can get them together. We can go do things. Yeah. I mean, it, it yeah. happened. And I, I get it. I totally get where you're coming from. I and you know what? I'll tell you a story around that. My ex, um, who I was with for 18 years, I have two kids with him. He has an older daughter, older than our kids together. When we started dating, he, that was one of our first arguments, you know, why don't, why don't you see your daughter? Um, you know, and he told me, of course, well, you know, my, my ex is crazy and blah, blah, blah. You know, they, they all say the same stuff. They mm-hmm. all say the same stuff. So what did he do? One day he picks me up and his daughter is there in the car and he hasn't seen her for about, you know, I don't even know. Like I said, we just started dating. I think he hadn't seen her for over a year. So, so what he did was he, and I, I post on this actually quite often, men who are abusive, narcissists, fuck boys have, you know, different kids with different ladies. You know what they do? They bust their kids out suddenly. Suddenly they are bringing their kids around. Their kids are showing up. My kids, my kids, blah, blah, blah. And guess what that is? That's bait. That's going to hook us faster than anything else. To see a guy who's involved with his kids, you know, that that's all we need to, quote-unquote, prove to us that he's a great guy. Meanwhile, he doesn't really see his kids. He, he picks them up for about two hours a week so he can show us that he's a great dad, but he's really not a great dad because it's just all for show. And this gets to our heart in a way that, that literally almost nothing else can. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm sure everything is a lie. But he last time we met, um, when we were trying to work it out again, he, was, he told me, you know, something's wrong with my ex-wife and it's her liver and they're putting her on something like chemo. It's not cancer, but I'm going to be getting my daughter more and it's okay. You know, we'll, we'll deal with it. We'll get through with it. I don't know if it was real or not. I don't know, but you know, I, I felt so bad for him. Like, oh my gosh. And your, your daughter and just, you know, I wanted to reach out and be there for him. I'm so, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm closed off. I'm a very closed off person when it comes to dating and I keep, mm-hmm. I keep to myself, but when I care about somebody, I'd do anything in the world for that person. I mean, I'd, I'd and go above soon. and beyond, you know, for sure. And that's, that's normal. You know, you're not strange for doing that, but, but honestly, pretty soon you would have been looking after his daughter. I know that's the thing. He was just prepping you for that. He yeah, was, that was all prep. 
Yes. And, like, and, like, probably he was getting his daughter more, but that's because something had been decided somehow. Maybe his wife was trying to get back to work and get her own life back together, you know, but pretty soon it would have been, you know, that his daughter would have been at your house while he was at work or whatever. You know what I'm saying? We would get into these, you know, it, it just, it, it's, it's so, when you look at it and you look at all the red flags, um, yeah. you go, what in the world was I thinking? And I, and I knew, and I kind of, you know, I, I knew this and that's why I want to get on here and talk to you so that people can hear this so that, so that they know that they're not crazy. You know, it doesn't no. matter even if you are crazy and that person makes you feel like crap and makes you sad and makes you cry and makes you, you know, all these things that you're not supposed to be. Don't be with that person. That's not your person. Exactly. Even if he, if he, even if he's not a bad person, that's not your person. It's just just not. You said the magic words. <laughs> you can be whatever you want. You can be high maintenance. You can be crazy. You can be whatever. You know what? There is a person for you. If there's a person, but but like you said just now, and that's important, you you cannot change. Women think that they can change a guy, but we don't want to be changed, or we don't want to change for somebody. We We have to get to the place where we accept ourselves as we are, and we have to accept other people how they are and where they where they're at. Stop this falling for a guy who has potential, this, that, and the other thing. People are what they're doing in the moment. If a person is not working on their self-growth and discovery in this moment, us telling them they need to go do it is not going to make them go do it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If, if we want a guy that's going to go to church and be godly, we can't pick somebody that doesn't go to church. And I and I know I'm that, saying? like, you know, but here's what happened, okay? Okay, I'm just going to tell everybody this is what happened. Don't tell it. We, tell it. We started hanging out, and then it was like um, church was on New Year's Day, and he was supposed to have been traveling, but he ended up staying with me, and then um, there was we didn't go to church that day because we'd gone out the mm-hmm. night before. Then the next mm-hmm. week, it was like, he was working. And then the following week, we were in a fight. And then the next week, so, okay, mind you, we've been dating, I don't know what, six, seven weeks now. I thought it was five or six, mm-hmm. whatever. Six, seven weeks. Um, so there was always something why we couldn't go to church. But yet, I, that is, <laughs> that is something that I, that is, that is why I woke up. Because I know my priorities and I know what's in my heart. But I let it slide and I don't normally let it slide but the excuses and and then on top of that here's the thing even when he was in town I was like well I'm not going to ask him to go to church let me see if he volunteers to say hey do you want to go to church tomorrow but nope and never did never did of course because that's not his because priority. he's the devil that's why <laughs> well exactly you I was know, sleeping with honesty. the devil I'm sure all yeah. of us have slept with the devil. I've slept with the devil in my past relationship. He yeah. moves through people. Yeah. There is evil in this world. If you don't believe me, look at pedophiles. They're fucking evil. Okay? Same yeah. same, yeah. same thing as these guys. Evil. It's evil. Um, and, and, I mean, but it's, you know, see, these are the things that you call deal breakers. And I'll just talk about that just for real quick. Your deal breaker is you want a guy, a church guy, right? That's 
important to you. That's called a deal breaker. You have to stop. It's not even that you have to stop. You have to remind yourself of what your deal breakers are in a relationship because one, when you come up against one of these deal breakers, you have to stop regardless. You have to stop regardless of what he says he's going to do, how cute he is, blah, 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 your kids play together, whatever it is. Your deal breaker in a relationship means that you must stop dating. I'm going to say this. Dating is to see if you like the guy and you're compatible. It's not, hey, let's meet someone and see if I can turn them into somebody I'd like to date. Right. No, you are dating somebody to see if they fit with your life. If they don't, you stop dating them and you go and meet the next guy or the next 10 guys or however many guys it takes till you meet the guy that matches what you want out of your life. And sometimes you have to sit down and, you know, you have to make a list of what your deal breakers are. You have to ask yourself some questions like that post I sent you today um, with the penguins there. Underneath in the caption, it lists a bunch of questions that you need to ask yourself. Why am I dating? Am I lonely? Am I needy for love? Do I feel like I'm on some kind of a time limit? Is my clock ticking? Do my parents want me to get married? There, There's a lot of different reasons why people feel the need to be in a relationship. It's okay to be alone, but... If you do want to be in a relationship, spend some time with yourself finding out what you want out of a relationship, what you want that to look like. Then you kind of have a roadmap. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm a big advocate for being single. I think uh, being single is amazing. I think it's, it's it is. when you realize that, you know, and you enjoy being with yourself. You can do the things yeah. you like to do, spend time with your kids, grow in your faith, yeah. go to the gym. You know, but with all that being said, I've been single for a while and I've dated some guys, you know, I've liked some people in, you know, between the six years. But I I genuinely do want intimacy with somebody and I normally am okay being by myself. But it was yeah. the holidays, and you're right. I was feeling lonely. And I and on top of that, I just met four fuckboys, even if they were two husbands that were trying to, yeah. you know, talk to me. And I was angry. I was angry, and I was yeah. like, oh, my gosh, is this what's left out there? Like, you know, and then, you know, here comes this guy, and, you know, telling me the things I want to hear. And, you mm-hmm. know, I, yeah. I fell for it. But. Yeah. But. Because we all basically want to hear the same things, right, as women. You know, we, we do want to hear these certain things, and that's that's how they know which strings to pull because, you know, we, we all kind of we kind of want the same thing, like you just said. We, we, we want somebody sometimes. We want to be intimate with somebody and have that connection. You know what I'm saying? And there's nothing wrong with that. But just make sure that, that the place in life where you're at isn't going to attract somebody like this. Like you said the magic word, Candice, lonely. The, the uh, I don't know how to describe it, but it's almost like they can smell and sense our loneliness. 
they often prey on lonely women, women who are single mothers, because they know our situation. We don't get out and date much. We are lonely. We have a lot of responsibility and not much time for ourselves. I will say they that on... the girl that um, got in touch with me said that it was me yeah. and two other single women, and she was a yes. flight attendant. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, single yeah. mothers. Make sure I'm sorry. Yeah, make sure mothers. you're a single mom and busy with your career so that, yeah. you know, so that you don't, so that there, so that he doesn't have to get that involved in your life. Do you know what I'm saying? If you only have a small chunk of time to spare for somebody, it's perfect for a predator because then he doesn't really have to, he can string you along for a longer period of time because you're not spending large amounts of time with him. Well, I would like to say this. Um, one of the things that I did wrong is I slept with him way too quickly. And mm-hmm. for everybody that's listening, you can take that however you want to take it. But um, I believe um, in, in the way that I've dated in the past, um, I typically don't sleep with people. Uh, and um I'm able to realize that I don't like them a lot quicker. So that just want to throw that out there because when you, when you don't involve the sex, it takes out all of the emotional stuff. It's true. And again, if you are feeling pressured to have sex, that's not your guy. If this guy is really your soulmate and you're going to spend the next like 30 years having sex with the same person, come on now, there's no rush for you to jump in bed. There's not. And you're so right. And I, I think that's that's a big part of the problem. Uh, the society has kind of flipped everything around where, you know, everybody can have sex with everybody and everything else. But you know what? Women still take the brunt of responsibility even for sex. It's us who gets pregnant. It's us who ends up, you know, as as single moms. You know, we 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 get ourselves into situations that are are not ideal for our own mental, physical, spiritual well-being. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. I do um, know exactly what just, you're saying. Yeah, just just, you know, just take some time. If 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 you get nothing else out of, you know, today's session, just slow down slow down going quickly is a red flag every time there are no exceptions your soulmate is not going to rush you into a relationship because it's not necessary slow down put the brakes on don't jump in bed don't tell everything right up front take your time see who this person is yeah and and one other thing um a couple things i this guy wasn't somebody that I was 100% sold on my future with, just so you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I wanted it to be him, and I thought it might it might be him because of everything he was telling me. But the whole time, I felt a disconnect. I felt yeah. a disconnect when we were together physically. Um, I would feel, when we would talk, I would feel closer to him. Or when he would text me, you know, sweet things, I would feel really close to him. But even so, when I was in the same room with him, I felt a disconnect. I didn't feel, uh, uh, I didn't feel this, this attraction. I, I didn't feel it when we were having sex. I didn't feel this, what I felt with my, you know, in, in my past when I was with, you yeah. know, 
one of my other exes. Like, I didn't feel that. So there was always a disconnect, but my mind was telling me something different. And I think I just wanted to put that out there because I just want people to know that, like, if you're feeling a disconnect in your gut, then you're right. And and one other thing that he did that I that I'm thinking about is that he 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 would say, Candace, you're so busy. Like all you do is work. And I would be like, but all you do is That's what work. he's doing. Exactly. Yeah. And I realized, what do you call it? Do you call it mirroring? Projection. Oh, projection. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he would say, all you do is work. And I'd be like, okay, but what? Okay. And he's like, you but don't. But what? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, but you don't understand. I'm not going to always be this busy. And I'd be like, what are you talking about? You say you're starting this business. You know, I'm like, and I'd joke about it. I'd be like, come on, you're, you're working. You're, you're, you're trying to get this thing off the ground. I mean, I know what it's like as an entrepreneur. I get it. You know, you're going to work a lot. You're going to, you know, you don't have to work on the weekends. You're going to have to do things that you don't necessarily want to do. And he'd be like, Candace, you're not understanding me. And he would get, he would get angry. He'd be like, you, ugh, it's so frustrating. I'm trying to tell you it's not going to be like this in the future. And I'd be like, why? Okay, why? And yeah. I said, yeah. all I know is what I see you doing right now and you're just working all the time. Why would I? Why would you be upset with me that all you I You know see, what he was working at. He was, he was working, working on, at you and three other girls. Yeah, but was was I going to have more time for him? Like, was he, was he going to... Was he gonna like try to figure out which one he, which one of us he wanted to be with, or was I gonna have more time to like take care of his kid? Like now that I see the real him, I would think, uh-huh. why are we arguing about this? Because he was projecting on me all the things that he was doing. Yes, <laughs> yes. Plus more, of course. Plus more. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was home you know, with my kid or as out working or I was yep. at the gym or I was missing him while he was out and fucking you assumed other people. That's what he was doing too. Oh yeah. Because that's what he told you. Yeah. Oh yeah. On a Friday night one time he's like he had to go get something done and um I was like it's really unlike him not to someone text he had me. to get someone done. He had to get someone done. Mm-hmm. And I said it's really not like him not to text me. He texts me all the time and then he would he texts me all the time in the morning. So when he wouldn't text me like first thing in the morning, I think it was weird. But that night was a Friday night, and he was like the next day. He goes, I tried to send you like three texts. They came back. I go, Oh, that's funny. I got a million other texts. But yet, uh, yeah. But yet, mm-hmm. I let it. I let it slide. And then, yeah. why didn't you text me in the morning? Where you where you been? I mean, you know, you were supposed to like. And he's like, oh, I was busy or I was doing this or, you know, I got started with work really early. And I was like, that's not uh-huh. like you. Normally you send me like a good morning, beautiful text. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. The the mass text. My my ex, that is so funny. My ex used to do that every holiday, every Mother's Day, whatever. He would just send, I didn't find this out till years later, but he'd just send a blanket text. Hi, beautiful. Happy Mother's Day. No names, no nothing, just emojis and whatnot. And he'd send it to all the women that he had on the go on the side. Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's my story. I got out. Um, And don't forget, don't beat yourself up because you got out after only a short, it hasn't even been two months. No. 
No, and that's something I'm very proud of. This is of. a win, Candice. It's a win. <laughs> yeah. You have not wasted another six years of your life and, you know, gotten pregnant and everything else. You won this round. Yeah, and that's you, why... You're walking away... Yeah, you're walking away relatively unscathed, except maybe your pride a little bit and whatever. You know what? You did really well. And this is what I mean by doing the work. When you do the work, when you spend time on your own, when you like your own company, when you're in a good place, it doesn't mean that you're going to run into Prince Charming. It just means maybe you're going to notice way sooner that it's not Prince Charming. And that's the secret. That's the secret. And that's all we can do is, like you said, put the work in. Um, I get a lot of um, emails, or I get emails, but I also get a lot of DMs and you yeah. know, people reaching out to me and they're just so sad and they're so lost and they're going through such a horrible, um, you know, time as a single, time. single mom yeah. or a single dad even. Um, and, and they, and a lot of people have dealt with narcissists or pe- people have been abused or, or they just yeah. flat out are now by themselves and have, you know, the other person left like for, for yeah. my story. And they seem so lost and I remember that I remember that time and and oftentimes I you know I'll recommend books and and stuff like that but I just mm-hmm. I just want everybody to know that's listening like I know it seems like like your world is over and I know I was in a really 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 dark place but it's not and if you can just hold on and just focus on you know the good in people and the your kids and you know, just God or your faith or whatever it is and just hold on to something higher. Like, don't let that evil pull you down because evil is exactly what's in these people. And if we shut ourselves out and if we decide we don't want to, you know, feel anything anymore and we're not good to our kids and, you know, we don't want to have relationships anymore, then, like, that evil wins, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I feel we have to do the work. And I, I, I mean, yeah. you want to let love back in as as, as hard but as it's going to be. That being said, I that being said, you I can't stress this enough. Passing time is not the same as putting in the work to recover. Yes, you have to put in the work. You have to get help. You have to read. You have to come to an understanding. You have to sometimes delve back into your own childhood you have to do the work you have to go find a good therapist that knows about narcissism and there aren't many let let's be honest but you know there is help and support available support groups or women for women are a great place to start single parent groups whatever you need to do to get yourself some kind of a support system and people who actually understand what you've been through because most people I mean, most people still don't understand when we try and talk to them and explain what's happened to us. They don't understand because they haven't been through it. Go find people who have been through it so that you can share your experiences and grow and recover from it. Don't just pass time. That's not the same as recovery. Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. And as always... um, so glad I got to get on here and talk with you. I know it's helped me out tremendously just to be able just to talk with you, but just to understand some of the things that were going on because um, it just helps when you get confirmation 
from somebody yeah. that you're not crazy and that you there are signs and that you know we just have to be aware of them yeah. so um i know um i will go ahead and uh put all of your information um, on my site again, uh, as well as on the podcast and on Instagram. But if you want to get in touch with her, you can go to narcissist underscore survivor on Instagram. And um, I also have uh, your email. What's your email again? Narcissist survivor two at gmail.com. Perfect. Well, I will get everything together put it up there for, um, for our communities to see. And um, as always, if you've enjoyed this podcast and you think anybody else could um, be part of our community or actually get some help out of it, please share this with them because we are trying to get the word out and we're trying to help people and uh, trying to help people either recognize it before they get too involved or just help people get out. And our next podcast will be on leaving safely. Awesome. awesome. Thanks, Candice. Once again, thanks for tuning in to the Single Parenting Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe and turn on notifications for upcoming shows, as well as join us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube.